Welcome to Happy Naked, the podcast. This is the place where we bring taboo, authentic conversations to light through raw stories, sharing the naked truth with the intention to help you to have better relationships, intimacy, sex, fitness, health, and overall well-being that will elevate your vibration and the vibration of our planet as a collective. In many situations, our journey in life is not always full of pretty or rewarding stories. Most time is full of guilt, shame, and fear. As a result of that, we choose to hide our stories in order to hide that we might not be as successful as we would like to be. And life is not as pretty as we always show in social media, right? In every show, I bring people that are open and of course are saying hell yes to share their stories and it's not edited, okay? I will be sharing absolutely everything that we are talking about today here and in every story that you see in my show is not edited at all. Through the years I have been judged for my actions and mostly questioned why I've done what I have done. So in the last eight years, I had a massive journey of evolution and growth that allowed me to connect with amazing people that also has grown from their life experiences and also willing to share to the world in order to elevate your vibration and transmute all that stuff to good health, awesome relationships, amazing sex, of course, and more balanced lifestyle. So whether you are divorced, a single man, a single mom, a single dad, entrepreneur, hard worker, employee, or being in jail, I want to let you know today that you're not alone. We're here for you. Your comments and feedback are 100% welcome. Please share what you think, what you feel, and how this empower you and encourage you to be a better person, right? How this impacted your life as well. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Misty Wing, right? We have connected for many years after many uh, friends that we have in common and also have been friends over social media uh, for a while. And we notice, I personally notice that we share same, some of the same core values yes. and we're also fighting together for the same cause. So here's Misty Wing whose story is very interesting and, is brought, and it brought her from prison to philanthropy and now into health and wellness of mind, body, and spirit. You can follow along her on Black Sheep White Wings podcast or sign up on mistywind.com for all her socials and notifications. So welcome, welcome, and thank you for saying hell yes to this. Thank Yay. you so much for having me, T. I'm super excited. I was happy to say hell yes, and I'm happy to share my story. Hopefully it can inspire others of how they can better the world around them by bettering themselves first. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you. Thank you very much. Because I, you know, I offer you to even do this anonymously, right? And yeah. you're like, no, I want to share. I want to share my face. I want to share my name. Yeah. And, and I think that is very empowering and encouraging mm -hmm. because um you know i have interviewed people that i we actually have to set it anonymously because mm -hmm. one of them is she uh she has a case in court in court 
because her um, husband, hopefully her ex-husband, right? And uh, has been sexually abusing her, right? Mm, yeah, legal issues can be sticky. Yes. So I understand. Yeah, so that privacy. Exactly, totally. So that's why I also want to make sure that I respect that part and is still sharing this story. So <laughs> yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. So so tell us about you. Okay, I'm curious. I'm curious to know, and uh, because it is very interesting to say that is from prison to philanthropy, right? So let's let's start with um like how like uh, well you can share whatever you want that's one thing i want to say you share whatever you want whether how you got in prison and uh, and i think the most important thing is what was your lesson out of that experience absolutely okay so you bet um so yeah we've known each other for a while and uh going back and forth, it's it's going to be interesting to get into the next level of knowing each other a little bit deeper. So I'm um, super excited about learning about all the stuff that you're doing and, and health and wellness and uh, like the naked truth and uh, these conversations. So I'm more than happy to share my story. Um, it's one that brought me to five years in prison. Um, back in 2008 was when I was sentenced to four and a half years in prison. And I was one of those kids who was like a, an overachiever to the point where I just didn't bother going to school and doing stuff because I was bored. I would go out and get into trouble with my friends because it was more interesting because mm -hmm. school work was easy to me and mm -hmm. I could just go into class and write the test and pass and I didn't have to go to any of the classes. So I found myself in, you know, at the smoking doors, smoking weed, dropping classes to go for long, long drives and like smoke weed with my friends. And, and, and I thought it was pretty cool. And that mm -hmm. sort of went from marijuana to, to selling marijuana. And then, and then as things evolved wow. and I became an adult, um, I found myself in, in places where I was being opened up to the world of narcotics and dealing in narcotics. Uh -huh. So that was quite a few years of my life. And um, I'm not gonna go into all of the ins and outs of that, but you will hear a lot about it in my actual podcast. I will be going into a lot more details and bringing on other guests who I was either, you know, actively engaging in criminal subculture with back then, who were all good now, or mm -hmm. who I might've been cellmates with or in an institution with in prison. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll all be guests on my podcast and I won't go into those details right now, but. There I was, four and a half years, and there was lots of lessons to be learned. Um, once I got out of prison, I was really, really lucky to find a mentor that meant something to me. So that's one of the main things and the first steps that I urge people to do. It doesn't matter who it is, if it's your uncle or if it's like a, a, an entrepreneur business person that mm -hmm. you look up to or, you know, your grandma, whatever it is, even even like a little nephew that you just adore and love. Mm -hmm. Find someone is find a community member outside yourself to look up to and to do your best for. And that's the first step. We all want to start doing the best for ourselves. But when we step outside of ourselves and we have somebody outside of ourselves that we can be accountable to, that we, it would hurt us to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's what yeah. I needed. I yeah. needed to, to, I needed to feel hurt that I was hurting somebody. Yeah. And I didn't have that for the first, like 
few years of my life uh, as an adult going through prison and everything like that, because, you know, your family's always going to love you. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's family. and, and, and Not every and, member, right? Yeah, not exactly. everybody's family. So, so I was blessed that my, my mom was always going to love me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was bad, but in her eyes, I, I, I was inherently good and I could do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> even when I was doing wrong to the point almost of it being enabling. So mm-hmm. I found an, an outside person to look up to that I would be hurt if I lost their friendship. Yep. I would be sad if I wow. lost their support. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I started building that community around me. Well, and it was that person whom I would think of when people would come back to me in like years down the road, they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. Misty, like we've got a great job opportunity for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Oh, oh my God. Like, what, what would my mentor say <laughs> if I got in trouble again? I'd probably not have him in my life anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I literally in, in the first while when I wasn't strong enough to flex my muscle for myself of holding back and not engaging mm-hmm. in previous habits, um, I, I, I utilized an outside uh, support and outside yeah. mentor. No, that's so that awesome. was really important for me in the beginning, awesome. for sure. Yeah, and I can totally see that because um, I have, uh, when I went to college, I became good friend with this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so back in the days, and I'm sure it's still on, but now it's different, uh, for us Venezuelans, being a mule was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because on each trip, I'm talking about a mid-90s, okay? So, um, because it was, it was very easy. It wasn't as popular as it is today, right? So nobody will get caught as often yet. And, um, and of course I knew about the kind of jobs, right? And, uh, and, and, and for me, I gotta say that being back home, we're exposed to that all the time, mm-hmm. right? It is very, very cheap. It's not like here that it can cost, you know, way more. So drugs are accessible everywhere and they're quite cheap. And, um, and, but the one thing I personally was afraid of is to get to jail because there is one thing that you never want to get yourself into in Venezuela and it's in jail. That is definitely like, like you, you probably, somebody like me or like you, we're mid-class, we're workers, right? Mm-hmm. And that getting in that in that environment, we're not going to survive. Honestly, that's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Is you become really bad. I'm tougher than I look. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and uh, so you you become very bad, or you basically like, I became well, bad, bad yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Right? You, you definitely you harden or you crumble because yeah. you were soft. Yes, exactly. And um, and what it turned out is. Um, my friend in college, uh, he disappeared for a period of time. We, we became good friends and I was in good relationship with his mom and uh, he disappeared. I didn't know what it was. Sometime he appeared, he came back to school and I'm like, dude, what's happening? And uh, he tells me the whole story and uh, he ended up getting caught, right? Mm-hmm. But, he did, but he ended up being in jail. But because he made so much money on those trips, because it was about 
10,000 US on each trip, which is a lot of money for us back home when you do the exchange. So he, like five trips, he's basically a millionaire for life, like said. And um, so he got caught anyway. So he spent like whatever time and then he got out. He spent all the money that he made through the trips just to stay safe in jail mm -hmm. and being able to um, um, uh, do all the stuff with his file, like just basically disappeared mm -hmm. his file. Court and then, lawyers. yeah, all that kind of stuff. And the years later, after I, I moved to Canada, he ended up moving to Spain. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, at this point, he already have two kids. He's married. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, dude, are you good now? And it goes back to exactly what you're saying. Right. And he said, it's so tough. It it's is. so tough to stay out. Recidivism, and about recidivism rate is, is skyrocketed through the roof. I talked to my lawyer just the other day about speaking about my story lately. He said he wants to review it all the time to make sure that I <laughs> don't have to go back to court for other stuff. And he, uh, he said, Misty, I will be on your podcast, my lawyer said. He said, because I'm so proud of you. He's like, you were literally like one out of every single one of my clients who managed to get out of the, the, the criminal system and, and not only survive, but thrive and hopefully become like a, a success. I mean, I'm a success already in my, in my chosen uh, career path, but like yeah. to, to, to be a success for me is to impact people's lives and change yeah. them for the better. So yeah. that's when now it's been time enough. The, the, it's been almost a decade since my, my, uh, well, it's been over a decade since my first, um, sentence and it's been seven years since my release. So for me, it was time to actually be able to tell my story. They don't do yeah. in Canada that seven year, um, what is it called? You, you, you can't be charged for something after seven years. Oh, I they see. Something. They don't do that in uh -huh. Canada. So I talked to my lawyer about that the other day. He's like, actually, statute of limitations. There's no statute of limitations in Canada. They can charge you. They can charge you if they want to. Like, oh, wow. 20 years down the road. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And, uh, you know, it is It is definitely, it is definitely interesting um, because it is, uh, I think the biggest, the biggest thing it is, which is exactly what you're talking about. It is integration, right? Yeah, reintegration into society is is a is a slippery slope and a tricky subject. And I was just talking to a friend of mine, um, Maher, you know, yeah. and, or my dear friend, and we had a good conversation after my amazing massage from yesterday. <laughs> and uh, if this this subject came up because reintegration for me, I went to prison three times. My first sentence was four and a half years. And then I got out on parole after a year and a half. I was on parole for two years. And during that two years, six months, I stayed clean of trafficking narcotics. And after six months, I receded back into mm -hmm. what I knew, how mm -hmm. to survive. Yeah. And I did that for a year and a half, su successfully, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting, getting away with it for a little while. But you can only maintain that for so long. I was still on parole. And I eventually did catch a charge and, and go back. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, I had to finish my four and a half years and I had a new charge and was looking at another sentence of 12 to 14 years. Wow. So I'm going back to prison and I don't have a release date. Yeah. 
because I got to finish my four and a half and I'm looking at another 12 to 14 and I'm yeah. crushed. Yeah. How old were you? I was 21 years old oh, when wow. I got my first four and a half years. I turned yeah. 22 in prison. I turned 24 or five in prison. I so think as well. When you start becoming an adult. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you start becoming an adult, my adult lives, my adult, my, the beginning of my adult years were spent, um, in prison or like on, oh, yeah. the, on, on the yeah. streets, yeah. on the streets. So I went back to prison. I went three times, you know, the, the whole, I'm not going to get into the, the whole learning lesson. I don't think it, it, it took you, it took you a few trips. <laughs> I'm proof that you, you can screw it up again and again and again, and you just have to get back up and try again because yeah. it's not, it's not mm -hmm. in your failures. Mm -hmm. It's in what you've learned from your failures. So the first time I failed, I learned yeah. that I cannot slip back and try it again. I'm not mm -hmm. that, I'm not that, I'm not that untouchable. I'm not that smart. I'm yeah. not that great. I'm not above the law. So mm -hmm. my first lesson was like, I learned that, that I can't go back. Now, my second lesson, when I was out for the second time, mm -hmm. I got out on Court of Queen's bench bail. They didn't want to let me out after that four and a half years. Mm -hmm. But my lawyer fought and fought and fought. He took it from provincial to federal and took it to Court of Queen's bench. And eventually I said, okay, we'll let you out after your four and a half years is done. And we will put you on 24 hour house rest. Okay. So I'm out after my second major stretch. And I'm going to work every single day, cutting hair at my mom's hair okay. salon. I've got my uh, license and everything that I got while I was on parole. And I'm actually doing it. I'm like, I'm like, I learned my first lesson. I can't deal drugs. I'm going to cut hair. I'm going to start a business. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start my career and I'm going to excel. And <laughs> a year into that, my court date was coming up. It was around the corner, like a month or two or three or something away. And I'm just cutting hair at the hair salon. And, and this is how crazy the system is set up for you. Mm -hmm. I had to sign in at the Oak Oaks RCMP office mm -hmm. every single week, go in and physically sign in every single week. Sometimes I'm outside in the cold after hours, like on the phone, like you pick up the phone, you wait for that. You're standing outside there for 15 minutes, sometimes half an hour, sometimes for somebody to come and let you in to sign in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hectic. They're taking so much of your time. So I'm signing in every single week. I've got a par parole officer. Well, now I have probation officer because I was off parole mm -hmm. there's a difference between these things okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain them all but if you know you know so I'm sitting here signing uh signing in with the RCMP every week I've got my probation officer every two weeks and then I've got court dates like once every like mm -hmm. eventually it come it, they, they, they just throw more on you throw more on you throw more on you so sometimes I had like two court dates a week Sometimes I didn't have a court date for two weeks. And, and here I am going to work. Mm -hmm. The courthouse is four blocks to my west mm -hmm. from where I'm standing, cutting hair at work. Mm -hmm. And I just forgot that I had a court date. I was so overwhelmed and I'm a high functioning human being. I was going to work. I was doing everything. I had learned my lesson, but I just forgot. Simple, plain mistake. Honest too. And a police officer comes and walks into the hair salon while I'm cutting hair. I still remember that um, that guy who I was cutting his hair. I seen him in the hair salon a little while ago. I'm like, I gotta have a conversation with you sometime soon because that was crazy. And the police officer comes to the front of the hair salon and she comes and approaches me. I'm the first station in the salon. 
and she's like all geared up and everything. And she's like, Misty, I'm sorry, but um, finish up your haircut and then come with me. You're under arrest for, for failure to appear in court. <laughs> I don't know how well I cut that guy's hair after that. <laughs> but here I am trying my best at work, learning my first lesson and, and I, I, honest mistake. And they're hauling me off to jail. Well, how defeating is it for you to know that you have to go stand in front of a judge and look at a second offense that they're planning on giving you 12 to 14 years yeah. and you're in handcuffs and shackles behind the behind the bars instead of in a suit yeah. behind the stand yeah. going to your job every single day. So at that point in time, boom, third time in prison, third trip around, uh, around right? So I was like, what am I missing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where you really sit and think like, what was I missing? Like I tried. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I was missing D? I was missing my spiritual practice on the outside world, despite all of the distractions and responsibilities and problems and, <sighs> and successes and celebrations. When I was in prison, Mm -hmm. I was actively engaging in whatever spirituality I was interested in. I, I studied every single one. Yeah. I read all of the books. I've, 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 I've been to all of the different churches, the mosques, the temples, the everything. I, I did everything. I studied all the religions. I'm, 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 I'm mm -hmm. such a religion buff nerd mm -hmm. into all of that because I wanted to know, like, why do people follow religions? Why is there like an Faith emphasis on spirit yeah, in the world? So in prison, I would practice. I would go, you sign out of your cell and you go to Bible study mm. and you sign out and, and you go to, um, you know, yoga and you sign out and you go like, you go to all these things and that's what you do with your time because you got nothing else to do. Yeah. But when you're out on the street, you got a job and you got a parole officer mm -hmm. and you got mm -hmm. school and you got mm -hmm. friends and you got the internet. <laughs> oh my God, I got the internet. <laughs> oh my God, I got a cell phone. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy with pictures and videos and voice notes because yeah. they took away my ability to document life for years at a time. Yes. Now I'm addicted to it. Like all the time, right? Okay, so 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 they took that all away from me and and when you're bombarded with it, it's like yeah. an overload and you forget the simple things. Mm -hmm. You forget the praying, you forget the meditating, you forget the researching, reading, engaging, relating with, with, with mind, body, spirit, with God. You, you forget breathing, you forget drinking mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. you forget the simplest the stuff that all compounds on top of you eventually yep. until yep. all falls down. Yep. 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 So that was me in prison. Like, oh my God, I, I, the first time I thought I could do it myself, the first time I thought I was smart, yeah. the first yeah. time I thought I was above all. And even though I was like firmly, uh, you know, I, I've got like a, a faith and I've got like all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff going for me at that point in time, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough. I've got this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm a ninja. I could do whatever I want. Yeah. Nobody will even know. I'm like, not like untouchable. So that was, that was proud and ego. And then the second time I go, I go, I go back into prison. I pick up my, my face study again, this time without a release date. So I was devastated. You could imagine wow. I'm in that prison for uh, a year. First one for a year and a half. Wow. Second one for a year. And I was so ridiculously devastated that I, I, 
had to pour myself into something yep. that was that 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 would be firm and it wasn't my future because mm-hmm. I didn't have one mm-hmm. it wasn't my plans because how can you make them mm-hmm. it wasn't my friends or my family or my career or my anything or my this or my that it literally only could be my health and wellness and my relationship with spirit yeah so here I am sitting there without a release date and I'm literally like I've, I've researched all the different religions I've, I've chosen my faith in Christianity for myself and I love all faiths period whatsoever yeah but for myself the language yeah. that I speak is 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 in my Bible yeah so I'm sitting here with five Bibles deep <laughs> on my on my jail cell cot yeah. <laughs> my little, little, little thin my little thin bed yeah <laughs> I'm sitting there five Bibles deep on my little thin bed and, and I'm like, you know, like, how, how, how dare you be so important mm-hmm. <laughs> to God? You know, like, how dare you be so important? I'm, 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 I'm strong. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I can run, like I can run, I can run shit. Can I swear on this? Yes, of course. <laughs> I can run shit. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a disc group of Bible for myself. That's what I did. You can do whatever everybody goes through their own journey yes. but for myself that's what that's where it took me because that's the only thing that i had to, to to actively engage in that was that was there that was present that was available that i could get more information from and 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 of and uh that i could that i could pour myself into so at the end of that journey when i got amazingly released from court of queen's bench bail into the community on 24-hour house arrest i'm like oh my god what did I forget? I, for, I, for, I forgot my spirituality. Yeah. Yes. So I went out and I was mm-hmm. working and, and, and I was trying, mm-hmm. but I failed. Yeah. And I, I got, I got distracted mm-hmm. and I got swept up in success in the future and career and, mm-hmm. and, and proving everybody wrong and, and responsibility and, mm-hmm. and court dates and, and all that other stuff yeah. that I had to juggle Deal with. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I didn't actually practice it. I had it, mm-hmm. I had it in my mind, I had yeah. it in, in my heart, I had it in my soul, but I wasn't doing it mm-hmm. with my hands and my feet. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't out there practicing it like, like on a daily, regular yes. basis. Yep. And so I went back to jail. <laughs> and and I'm at least we're laughing now, right? <laughs> three times over. So so get this. I'm a three times loser, and I'm sitting over here, a, a, a fairly good success and a winner. And you can too. Of course. If I can do that, you can do this. Yes. <laughs> you yes. can do whatever it is. It, you it got. goes with resiliency, right? Absolutely. And, uh, and, and there is there 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 is something that you mentioned that I can definitely relate that to what we're experiencing right now in the world. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a release date. Yeah. There is uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> and as you said, there is no planning. There is nothing. What are we experiencing so right now? 
I was literally like so at home with COVID. I'm like, wow. I'm like partitions in between us and the people stand on the dock, you know wait by the wall. You know what I mean? Everything was like, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. There you go. I so there is a lot. Stay in yourself. <laughs> and I'm getting goosebumps as we speak because there's a lot that we can learn from this experience because it's not even too far from what we're experiencing not, right now. I, I, will, I, will, I will tell you, this is prison. Yes. <laughs> we are, we are of course. in jail. Totally. Totally. And, and you know what, the, and, and I like how you linked all that back to spirituality. Mm -hmm. In your case, it yes. was Christianity, yes. which is, and I love that you said that was the language that you could understand that spoke to you, mm -hmm. right? Because if somebody speaks Chinese to me, there's not going to be, there's no communication. <laughs> Like, like, only... like me and an atheist having a, having a combo. <laughs> exactly. I can only understand so in English and Spanish. Right. If anybody tries, maybe French, I can figure something out. And the, but it's figuring out. It's not going to be like a fluent conversation mm -hmm. where the message is going to be clear. Right? right. Right. So, but those are the things that are really, really important right now. Mm -hmm. And how can we, how do we deal with that? You already give us a little bit of it, which is faith, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and action, think, and, physical, and physical action. action. Totally. Because, um, and you know what? I'm going to say something that um, it is, and I have been telling this to a lot of, a lot of my friends that are very spiritual. Mm. And we're experiencing a very, very challenging times. This is not affecting just someone in Canada or Venezuela or any someone the in Ireland, it is the very first time that as a, as a, the whole planet, Collective it is suffering. growing through the same thing, mm -hmm. right? That's so true. And uh, so how can we deal with this? You and guys are all my cellmates this time. Yay! <laughs> I know, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't choose better cellmates. Yes, <laughs> totally. And this is exactly what I have been preaching, right? It is as much as we are living in our spiritual world, mm -hmm. it's part of our growth, mm -hmm. okay? We also need to take action and we still need to yes. show up in our material world. We can call it third dimension, material, uh, action, anything we want to call that, we still need to show up with our body. Yeah. And we need still to uh, tell the world that we are in disagreement, right? Voice it. Yes. And that which is going to stand up and be heard. Totally. Oh, I've got a okay, go for it. She got inspired. You guys want to hear about standing up and being heard or the consequences of not standing up and being yeah. heard? Because I have a real world example. Has a little bit to do with racism, so I'm sorry if it triggers anybody at all, but I'm 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 native. I'm uh 75% Soto from Cody's Reserve, and uh, the other 25% of me is is Dutch. But I, here I am, a, a girl, Misty Wind Shingoose is my whole entire name. That's a very classic native name. Uh -huh. um, and here I am in, in the prison system for my very first time. And I'm a nonviolent offender. I, I'm, I'm dealing mm -hmm. in narcotics, mm -hmm. but I don't have like actual violence on, on, my, on my file. And so here I, oh my goodness, I just realized how bad the corruption is. But... I'm sitting here and, and my lawyer was like, okay, miss, you got four and a half years. He promised me two. He's like, you got four and a half years, but it's okay. Cause you're still going to get out um, in six months because you, you qualify for something that in Canada is called fast track, 
which means that you are a nonviolent offender and you can get out in six months and then go into like a Re proper reintegration into society before you get institutionalized is mm -hmm. what happens you get institutionalized if you stay in prison for 20 years right mm -hmm. so here i am going to the prison and the week before my dad passes away well i'm in jail mm -hmm. and i'm devastated I'm, I'm, I'm broken they didn't take me to the funeral they promised me that they were gonna end and they didn't um, so I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. I, get, I, I show up at the, at the prison once I got like moved, they, they, they literally drove me out of the jail and I was expecting to go to Edmonton Inf institution for women. In fact, I had everything all set up in Ed Edmonton institution for women to continue, uh, dealing in narcotics in the prison system. And so, uh, I had, I had all my, all my stuff. I'm like, that was how I was going to deal with my losing my dad go right back into what I knew so I could cover it up and still feel successful, still have some, some sort of like control. Mm. So that's how I was compartmentalizing it and, and, and making sure that I was, I was doing something to be in control. And here I am in the caps van and they're taking me down from, from the Calgary man center and we get to Deerfoot and we go South. And if any of you know anything from uh, of Alberta, Canada, getting to Edmonton from Calgary is north on the Deerfoot. And we start heading south and medium. Oh my God, what's going on? They were transferring me to a different institution. They were transferring me to a native healing lodge, a minimum security institution, uh, a minimum and medium. No, I think just minimum. I'm not sure. Uh, a minimum security mainly institution. Mm -hmm. Um, in the Cypress Hills of uh, Saskatchewan called mm. Okuma Ochi. And uh, this, this is what the driver said. He goes, he didn't know this. The driver has no idea. He's just, yeah. oh, you're going to Medicine Hat. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive because my, my dad just passed away. So I'm crying. I'm like, I don't understand. I have all these plans up at Edmonton. <laughs> all these plans, you know, like <laughs> wow, they, they say, yeah, uh, they say when, when, when you say you're making plans, God laughs at you. And so they take me down to medicine hat and I get picked up at medicine hat. And finally the person who picks me up at medicine hat after hours and hours and hours tripping out in a cell, I'm tripping out. I think I literally am like somebody used my name and I got new charges down here somehow because oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, they, yeah, this happens a lot yes. in the system. You're, you, yes, you, go, you go to court for yeah. charges that aren't yours. Yes, I heard and, stories like that. And my name was common to like throw around, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in Madison Hat and they come and pick me up and then they're like, you're going to the healing lodge. And again, break down in, in, in tears. Okay, fine, fine. And I get there and they put me in uh, like a, sec a secluded room for a week first. And uh, I didn't like have to do anything or go any place because I was really, really upset. I was broken and I couldn't, I, I didn't have confidence. Yeah. I didn't have security. I didn't mm -hmm. have my dad. Yeah. And so my first meeting with my parole officer, my institutional parole officer, pardon me, but my institutional institutional parole officer I say okay so my lawyer told me all about this fast track that I'm eligible for right I'm like I I, I should have like my release date in six months right and she's like mm, okay well yeah I'll look into this I'll get back to you mm -hmm. 
and they just, that's what they do. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah, it's a game. Right? It, it is a game. It is a game. And I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough or yes. confident enough to say, well, you better get back to me here. I, I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, yeah, get back to me. Let me know. And that turned into a whole entire year Whoa. and three months. Wow. A year and three months later, she just said, oh, I'm still looking. Oh, I'm looking into it. Oh, I'm looking Whoa. into it. Oh, I'm looking into it. A year and three months later, I have a new, I believe I have a new institutional parole officer. She comes and, and, and I ask, I asked somebody else's question anyways, finally. It was like yeah. close to my mom's birthday and I, I really wanted to get out early. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be out earlier. Yeah. And by now I'm the president of the MA committee. I like run the fitness boot camp. <laughs> I'm like in the Bible study club and I'm like doing all these amazing things. And so I have my confidence back mm-hmm. and I go to the parole officer again. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I want you to check on that fast track thing again. Yeah. <sighs> Couple weeks later, she says, Misty, I'm so sorry. You were supposed to be out of jail last year. <gasps> and so here I am. Okay, 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 okay. And in 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 my heart, I felt, oh, I'm just another, you know, like native girls screw up in the system in prison in Canada in Canada much like in in the states maybe if I was a, a I was a, a, a black girl or a Spanish girl in the states yeah in Canada it's like I'm a native girl in yes. the system here in um my name on black and white really literally has has less value quite a bit less so so <sighs> my suggestions of course go with a grain of salt nobody really really takes them into account so here I am and I'm like great yeah system yeah. stole whole entire year of my life yeah so when 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 you don't stand up yes and yes. you don't yes. have that confidence and you don't have that center and you mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. demand to be heard mm-hmm. the powers that be over you aren't perfect they are faulty too. They make mistakes too. And so we have to learn to take our power back, yes. stand up, be counted and be heard yes. and hold those above us accountable for their actions mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. reactions mm-hmm. and the uh, rules and laws that they put over us. And, and if we don't do that, yeah. You'll lose a year of your yes. life to correction service Canada yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> or well, even worse. We're, we're, we're basically, if we don't stand up for ourselves, we're definitely right now, we're losing our freedom. Absolutely. 100%. Which is not too far from what we are talking about. Yeah. Right? Wow. Because in your case, it's a story of the past, mm-hmm. right? Where there's some, a lot of lessons learned and, uh, and here you are. And uh, however we still need to stand up no matter what because it goes with what be, we believe mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what uh, we believe to be to mm-hmm. be right um for for that moment right. i'm just gonna say like that because mm-hmm. things might change however when it comes to our rights as humanity as human beings mm-hmm. that will never change no they're always the same. Yeah. And they're described the right to the, breathe air, the right to drink water, the right to free to will pray, to pray to a God of your understanding, the right to make a choice or a decision yeah. for yourself. Yeah. 
all that stuff, it is part of our humanity and nobody can take that no matter what. However, there, there are things that we do that they're not acceptable. I wouldn't say right or wrong because Less I'm sure <laughs> they're not acceptable. Exactly. Because you know what? We, we're, I'm, I'm a huge, a huge believer of harmony. And I think we need to learn and, and faith will give a lot of that, mm -hmm. right? It would allow us mm -hmm. to understand, um, you know, to have more balance, mm -hmm. right? And um, to trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I was having a conversation uh, with my best friend and, um, and he's basically, he's losing his patience because this, again, this situation is affecting everybody at every level. Yeah. financially spiritually yeah. physically yeah. Uh, you name it right everybody's vulnerable Mentally, in different emotional. ways yeah because <laughs> everybody is vulnerable in in in, a, in an area right mm -hmm. and right now it is pulling us all the directions so no matter what area that you're and if you have one area that is weak that's where you're gonna get hurt right whether it's financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, that is the area that is going to get triggered first, yeah. right? Or, yeah. or it's gonna be, or it feels that it's getting attacked first, right? But we need to, we need to learn to trust in some ways as hard as it can trust be. Trust ourselves. Right? Yeah. yeah. That we are capable, right? Like we, we can take our power back because sometimes we get too caught up in taking control of things. And uh, I love and micromanaging. That, yeah, it's, oh, there you go. Oh my God. I love being the boss. I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the opposite end. I, I don't like micromanaging because I'm like, I don't have time for that, right? I know, it's such a bad love. So, and, bad uh, love affair. But you see, so that's, those are the things that I need to work with people like you. Right? Because I'm on the balance. opposite end, definitely, right? Yeah. It goes with balance. I'm not a detailed person, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I need to work with people that are detailed oriented mm -hmm. because I'm like, I will do this and I'm fine, right? So those are the things that I, I really, really love. What do you think it's going to be? Um, it could be the advice that you can give right now. And of course, I'm sure it's going to be useful for the rest of their life, right? Mm -hmm. To people about your lessons well how much time do we have we can, are we, are, because i have we, we haven't gotten into the philanthropy part and oh, i think that okay. that really ties into what your question is right there okay go for it because when i got out of prison and i found that mentor mm -hmm. that mentor inspired me to use my life my story and my uh, career path. Yes. So whatever your career path happens to be, yeah. my life, my story, my career path to um, uh, give back to the community. Yes. Yeah. So I think a year and a half out of, of prison, I was building a nonprofit doing haircuts for the homeless down mm, on the streets I of remember. Yeah. Uh, I did it for four and a half years, almost five years. Um, and that was what kept me mm -hmm. accountable so I, I had a person mm -hmm. at first yes. I had somebody look up yes. to I had a mentor I had somebody that I I loved and would be hurt if I hurt them and lost them mm -hmm. but you can't rely on that because that's unhealthy mm -hmm. yeah so then I I, I took the, this person's advice and I, and I created myself a project yeah 
a project around my story, mm-hmm. um, using my weaknesses and utilizing my strengths mm-hmm. and, and, and affecting the people in the community around me uh, for, for the good yep. with all those ingredients. So we did care cuts for, as I said, almost half a decade. Um, I involved all of my community with me and people were like mm-hmm. giving me um, clothing donations because we did food, clothing, haircuts, and uh, church. If anybody wanted mm-hmm. to come with us to church after a care cuts event, we did an evening church service at Kensington Commons in, oh, in, wow. in Calgary here. Mm-hmm. And they welcomed us and every every um, homeless individual who ever came with us with open loving arms and it was beautiful and amazing. And um, that was what kept me on track because I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like ADD, ADHD, like high, uh, yeah, like super, super performer, organizer, all that sort of stuff. If I'm not doing something, I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If I'm not doing 10 things. Yeah. Well, and I guess also it's part of the fear, right? Right. Of, you know what, I don't want to. Not not being able to pause with yourself and be, and not get into trouble. Now, this is where I am now. So that's beautiful, yes. but, but I had to go through yes. these other, mm-hmm. other actions first to get myself to this place where now mm-hmm. I can sit, I can be still and I'm okay. Yep. Finally. Yep. yep. For yep. once definitely. in my life. Definitely. Definitely. But, and, and you know, you're, you're uh, touching into something that is really important, which is being at service. Yes. Okay. Serving others. That, and, that was where and that's very fulfilling. my heart. Right. Um, it also broke my heart a million times over. Oh, I'm sure because I'm, I'm, I'm sure, right? But you, but you have to know that life isn't perfect. And even if you're like trying to save the world, you're going to fail or, uh, or people will fail you or yeah. you'll yeah. fail them or whatever will happen. And, and you start strengthening your muscle of reacting and coping. Yes. Instead of reacting explosively and all of a sudden and like blowing everything up and now you've got to build up, pick up the pieces that you've exploded. You start, you start like pausing, holding, waiting on the emotion and not reacting yeah. and, and coping in ways of like breathing, praying, meditating, drinking water, taking, eating your vegetables, like just pausing, spending yeah. time with, you know, at the dog park with dogs that make you smile or getting a puppy or whatever the case might be. You you learn new coping mechanisms, strategies that you have to replace Mm -hmm. because those, the, those neuron paths in your, in your mind that, that, that are formed that you, your mind automatically reverts to every single time because that's what Mm -hmm. you've done your whole entire Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. You literally need to put a physical block there. Mm-hmm. and revert and redirect that that flow through your mind you have to redirect mm-hmm. the, the the sparks of energy in your mind yeah. going through your neurons um and and, and form these new pathways yeah. and you're not going to be able to do it once oh this is this is lovely because this is what i like um talking about is the brain synapse map and everybody's brain is 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 individual we mm-hmm. all have, have had yeah. our own experiences which which have created our thoughts which makes our maps like individual um so when a brain synapse happens and then you revert to that over and over and over again, it's like, it's like more than one wire. So you got, so you got a neuron and a neuron. This neuron has one to four actions on it. And this, the, and, and then on the one to four actions, there's, there's on the neuron, there's up to 400,000 dendrites, little dendrites hanging off of it. So each of these has that, you know, an action and a bunch of dendrites. So what happens is the dendrite hooks to an action 
and that's the, that's a thought. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to, into a trail yeah. of all the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so when a dendrite hooks to an, an action, and then it becomes a habit, another dendrite hooks to it, another dendrite hooks to it. There's, mm -hmm. there's anywhere between 40, like around 40, yeah. 400,000 dendrites per neuron. So you can literally have, have an experience uh -huh. happen to you 400,000 times and react the same way. And yes. now that's like a solid, solid yeah. connection, like, yes. like a massive yeah. thing. So how I visualize it for people is it's like, it's like a fiber optic cable. If you've seen fiber optic cables, like on the internet of like the pictures of it, it's like a cable and it's got all these tiny little cables inside of it, all these tiny little cables inside of it. And each of those cables is a connection of what you've done before. This is your habit. This is how you cope. This is yeah. how you react. This is how you act. So this, this cable is, 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 is your habit. Mm -hmm. And in order to start flowing from this cable into another cable, you have to take it. I visualize it like a tiny little axe. You've got a tiny little mm -hmm. axe and you're chopping into it. Yep. When you chop into it with an axe by, 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 by stopping, not engaging and pausing, you got the chop. You're only chopping one of those tiny little cables in yeah. every single time. Ching, bing, one, yeah. ching, bing, two, yeah. ching, bing, three, yeah. 40,000 yeah. times up to, you know what I mean? However many times you've reverted into that line yeah. of thought and pattern. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, 40,000 failures or 400,000 yeah. failures. And, and you have to be willing to accept those failures mm -hmm. and continue on trying Mapping. again and again and again mm -hmm. and again and again until that new path has, has more yeah. connections to yeah. it yeah. and you automatically revert into that. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's no, human definitely. body. Definitely. And, um, and you know, I, I gotta say I'm one of the few people I'm normally very, and I learned that from my grandma. I always talk about her, mm. but it, uh, it is, I'm, I'm always being quite determined yeah. when I need to change something and just go and change it. Yeah. Right? Strong. Will, normally, I'm <laughs> normally, I'm not saying that I never got caught up in crap. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, I'm still, you know, a Working human being and I still have the same neurons and all those connections anyway. Right. Like, um, so, but in, in that case, I normally have a very strong like will, as you said, where when I'm, I'm going to do something, I just go and do it, mm -hmm. which is the five second rule works perfect for that, right? Because mm -hmm. when you think of something, just count five, five, four, three, two, one, boom, and do it, right? Mm -hmm. As simple as that, mm -hmm. instead of wondering, because we get caught up in all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and, it, um, that does two things. One, that stops you from your initial reaction. Yes. And then two, it forces you to still take an action, but you have to think about the yeah. action first. Yeah. But you bring more uh, consciousness to at that point, right? Yes. So you're allowing yourself to be aware of, of what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really, really key. And I love, you know, I, I got to say that for me, there are a few things I'm learning from you. And um, I, I mean, it's uh, how how faith can help mm -hmm. in, in times of uncertainty, so much, right? And uh, and belief and trust and take back your power because it goes all that stuff. In time of uncertainty, it is a time that you go back to spirituality, mm -hmm. get back, get your power back, okay? And, uh, and it's time to stand up for yourself as well. Like those are the things that are really, really key when we are in uncertain times and that, which I'm sure all of us have 
uh, have been in that situation at some point in our life. And I'm going to give two examples um, so then people don't think that it only happens when you go to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, uh, yeah. it's uh, when I, as an immigrant, there is a lot of uncertainty. You're going to, like I came to a new country, new language, and there's nothing like when we're looking at plan, I didn't know what plan to make because mm -hmm. I didn't even know where I was getting myself into, even though that you, in the embassy, they give you a lot of paperwork Paper, so that yeah. you know kind of how things are you but all the paperwork is very crappy by the way yeah reading is completely different from experiencing totally <laughs> right and uh, and another example that i find where uncertainty it, it happens it is when you have a baby mm. like you go you have a baby and i'm saying uncertainty because now that my kids are older, I have my uh, have 18 year old, 15 and 13. And, and I'm saying uncertainties because definitely all through that journey is uncertain. It's every, and I always say I have- So many to, unknown variables. <laughs> oh, believe me, I have to become, and I realized that recently, uh, like uh, three moms, right? Because the way how I behave and I acted with my oldest is not the same as my middle one. It's not going to, it's not the same as my youngest. Yeah. So, and, uh, and that is something that I never thought it will be. Now more prepared to that uncertain times that are coming, you know, because three freaking teenagers. I'm telling you, it's, and, and that is, you know, we all hope for the best. Mm -hmm. We all wish that we are all going to have an amazing future, mm -hmm. right? It's successful. But there is an uncertainty in life mm -hmm. that we cannot control mm -hmm. as much as we want to, as much as we want to plan, <laughs> because we can plan all we want. Mm -hmm. and life happens mm -hmm. life throws you things at you and if you're not prepared if faith is gonna hold you you know strong in that in that place and um and being what i would say is we always need to be prepared to the unknown to that uncertainty yeah to um if you expect life to be perfect you will be sorely disappointed <laughs> Totally, and probably offended. Totally, right? And uh, and which is you know, which I'm, is, a, I'm offended they took my year away in jail. You know, like, totally, right? And, uh, and but I, but I had the power to do something about it. I just didn't take that power. Yes, yes, and that and that is key. A lot of Lessons. things. Yeah, totally. And a lot of things that we are experiencing uh, today. Mm -hmm. And I would say women in general. Because part of the women liberation, it is about getting our power back. Yeah. Okay, it's been. However, I I personally believe we're going way too far to the other end, which is that whole pendulum effect. Right. Effect that it is about balance. Mm -hmm. It is not about uh, over overpowering, overpowering or emasculating. emasculating. Men. Yeah, no, 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 no. We so, want we want to support our men. Balance. We want we want to as we rise up, we want to lift our men up above exactly. us. Exactly. Whether they're actually above us or not, we want to do that. Yeah, but it's it's exactly. So it is all about elevating, which is mm -hmm. you know, and I and I personally believe that's part of our evolution 
and our growth because we have been going through history and this is thousands of years in our history how things we we have been going on that pendulum back and forth and um but i definitely believe mm -hmm. that um after any crisis there is always you know there's there's hope there's always positive it's like all the marvel movies Ooh, right this brings me to a, a good semi-closing spot um but i i once wrote in a, a book about my life story a very very brief quick life story in a book um it's entitled i am a brilliant woman and mm. the author is karen classen yeah. And it was my chapter and then nine other women's chapters. Yes. So 10 of us writing our life stories in the book. Now in this book, I wrote a quote that God gave me uh -huh. when I was in prison the very last time. So that, that third time of my three times over screwing it up in life <laughs> phase. And I'm sitting there and, and, and I was like, man, in life, like before I was in prison, I was like a millionaire. I was a street millionaire. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm so hood rich that I'm no good, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, man, I was like, I was like a millionaire. And then I lost it all. I went to jail. Yeah. And then I came out and I was like crawling up. I'm like, boom, I'm a millionaire again. I have a two floor penthouse condo. I got all these cars. I'm super dope. I've like got everything. Mm -hmm. And then boom, back in jail. Mm -hmm. And it was worse than before. So, so I was like, I was like, up. Oh, and then I was like down equal and opposite. And then yeah. I was up a little higher. And then I was like down equal and opposite down a little further. Yeah. And then, and then I got out and now I'm like, Oh, legit up. So I'm like, I'm like, got a career doing really good. And then I was like down even way further. I, mm -hmm. I didn't get into any of the, the particulars about yeah. how bad that last yeah. time in prison was and why, but I was, I was really, really low. Mm -hmm. And in that spot, in that lowest low spot right there mm -hmm. of my life, God said, Misty, write this down. So I did. Because <laughs> I listened to him now. <laughs> oh, yay. He said, yay. He said, write this down. He said, the depths of despair one can sink to in life are equal and opposite to the heights of greatness one can ascend to. And I look back and I was like, yep, 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 check. So I'm sitting here in my, in my, in my lowest low. Mm -hmm. And instead of being like, oh, poor me, oh, this mm -hmm. sucks, oh, victim mode, oh, all this crap, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for what's next. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, learning my lessons, getting ready, because I know it's like, bing, bing. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, mm -hmm. within two days of being released from prison, I was like, all the most beautiful things in the world within four days of, of being out of prison. I, I gave Mahara a, vis, a vision of this yesterday because I had it on my phone. I'm like, yeah, Mahara, I got out of prison <laughs> and I was so overwhelmed with the beauty because mm -hmm. I knew that I had changed and I had dedicated yeah, myself yeah. and I was, I was, I was ready now. Yeah. And the, the way that the universe was for me in those first, like mm -hmm. first 48 hours and the first, you know, like week was just like overwhelmingly beautiful. I, I was invited to this house in Vancouver in, at Point Grey Road. Uh, my, my, one of my brothers out there, he, uh, one of my street brothers, one of my jail brothers, <laughs> he invited me to, to this dinner with his new girlfriend, who's a, he's a, who's a pianist. And there's a couple other piano players there. And the guy has a mansion and coming over for dinner. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, mansion dinner. How fun. <laughs> I'm like, I just got out of the pen. <laughs> so I go over to this mansion for dinner 
and the, and the guy owns Fila, the the sportswear company. He yeah. just sold it, so he mm -hmm. sold the, the 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 rights to Fila. But he's an Italian gentleman, a dear friend of mine, Alex, and he sold the rights to Fila. And he was having us over for dinner, and I'm there with my girlfriend, and I have this video on my Instagram, and I'm going, "Hey, everybody!" And I'm showing everybody on the camera. Oh, there's my brother. There's his girlfriend. There's Alex. There's my girlfriend. And then there's the most beautiful view that you've ever seen from Point Grey Road from a mansion yeah. in the world of, of Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, the ocean, everything, right? And then there's a park at the end of my video. And I said, Maher, three years prior, I stood at that park alongside, beside a person who two years after that kidnapped me for two days, mm -hmm. beat me, right? Me, I went through a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. with that person. Um, but I sat at that park with that person three years earlier and we were smoking a joint. Mm -hmm. And I looked up at that house and I said, you know, one day I'm going to stand in that house and see that view. I said that to him. And I was, I'm in this house with this beautiful dinner and I'm crying from happiness and overwhelmingness of the universe of God's blessing of, of, of love and like beauty and like overwhelm. Like literally, I didn't think that was a prayer. That wasn't a prayer. I was just like talking shit. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that house is yeah. cool. I'm going to stand in there one day. And I'm standing in the living room window of a house that I looked at wow. three years earlier. Wow enjoying a beautiful dinner wow. with my beautiful friends and family. And I've got a multitude of stories similar to that, but that one just really, really embodies what happens when you go all in. It really, really shows you the blessings you get when you submit to God and the God inside of yourself, by the way, and, and, and then you actively do the actions of integrating that into yes. your life. That is a beautiful closing already. <laughs> like I gotta say, I'm getting goosebumps oh, oh, all, all the way. So awesome. I all still, the way. I still know I'm in Sam. He's just a and, uh, You know what? Um, and it's definitely, this is a very, very nice introduction to the wonders that you can hear on her podcast yes yeah and uh, please follow her white Misty wings, wings. Uh, sorry black sheep white wings is the podcast because i'm yeah. a black sheep and somehow i managed to sprout some yeah. wings along the way as i hope we all do and yes. uh, mistywind.com to stay updated on all the other stuff perfect so thank you very much this is wonderful and you know what of course we get a hug this is wonderful i'm i'm really i really feel super super um, blessed and happy to be able to bring these amazing people uh, to my show because um, a lot of us focus on bringing like superstars and celebrities and we forget that we are all normal people in life and we all have stories to share that is going to elevate each one of us because at the end of the day it's about elevating the vibration of our planet Absolutely. and um, so please Follow me on Instagram under Dmago Happy Naked. Facebook, you can find me under Dmago Happy Naked and also Naked Fit for all the fitness online programs. And, um, and then you can look on uh, my website, www.nakedfit.online slash home. And you can find all sorts of information. And of course, you can go to Amazon and you can find my book as well. And you can find my journal, which is part of creating a healthy lifestyle as well. All the things. It's all about, it's all about tracking. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's it's part of taking action, which is what Misty was sharing. Mm -hmm. And I find that journaling and tracking what you eat, what you drink, your successes, your gratitude, it is really important because it allows you to become aware mm -hmm. of all those little things that Misty was sharing that are really important in life. And we have the tendency to forget about them. So thank you, thank you very much. And stay tuned and please follow us because there's so many wonderful things that are coming up. Bye-bye. I'm so grateful to share another episode of Happy Naked with you today. Sharing the naked truth through authentic conversations. Follow me on Instagram as DMago Happy Naked, as well as on Facebook. And also check for Naked Fit 100% Health and Fitness on Facebook. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And when an episode is of your interest, please share. I'm sure your family and friends will love it. And also check the notification box so every time an episode is uploaded, you get the update. All the contact information and special offers and more, please check the description. And thank you again and so much gratitude.